Well, hey there, everyone. This is Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. Thanks so much for being here today, you all. We are at episode 56, and I know that I told you last week that we were wrapping up the Young and Married series, and we are, but I wanted to do one final episode in this series because I think it is super important, not just for young and married couples, but for any couple who is thinking about getting married. And we're going to be talking today, you all, about the value of premarital counseling. Now, you have probably heard other people talk about premarital counseling, or maybe you've heard it referred to as premarital coaching, pre-marriage coaching, something like that. And I am hoping that by the end of this episode, there is not a doubt in your mind about whether couples should be receiving premarital coaching. Now, maybe you are married already and you didn't have coaching. You didn't have any kind of premarital counseling and you're wondering if you made a mistake. Maybe you're dealing with some problems right now and you're starting to have regrets. Or maybe you're thinking about getting married and with all the high costs of a wedding, you're wondering if premarital counseling is something that you can just skimp out on. So this is going to be a value-packed episode. And I'm just going to be honest with you guys, like right now, I am super tired. We are in the middle of a pretty extensive kitchen remodel in the Williams household. And because I think I am Bob the Builder or Joanna Gaines, we've done a lot of this work ourselves. And by we, I mean Sean. And I've watched and I've supervised. But needless to say, um, we are so tired, you guys. We have been working nonstop. But I did not want to miss an episode of the podcast. It's super important to me to be consistent. And I know that you all look forward to hearing these episodes every Tuesday. And so if you hear my voice slurring a little bit, just know that it is very late uh, while I'm recording this episode. And so just bear with me. But I think that this is going to be one of those episodes that you're going to want to bookmark and you're going to want to share this. For you parents, maybe you're listening to this and you've got an adult child who's considering getting married. Maybe you found this podcast because someone shared it with you. You might want to grab something to take some notes with. And of course, as always, I always have the show notes available for you. Today's show notes can be found at realrelationshiptalk.com slash episode 56. All right. Well, Let's get started. Several years ago, I ran into an old friend and she was super excited and she was literally jumping up and down, flashing her left hand to me. And I could see this beautiful diamond on her left hand, and I knew she had recently gotten engaged. And so I gave her a big hug, and I told her I was super excited for her. And then my very next question to her wasn't, when are you guys getting married? Where are you getting married? My next question to her was, who's doing your premarital counseling? As soon as I asked her that question, her smile slowly dissipated. She stopped bouncing, and she looked at me, and she said, "Oh." Well, I don't think we're actually going to do premarital counseling because we just don't want to open up that can of worms. And I just remember before I could even think about what I was saying, before the words had a chance to be filtered through my mind, I said to her, honey, you can either choose to open up the can of worms in premarital counseling 
or that can of worms is going to burst open once you're married. Here's the deal, you all. I completely stand by what I said to her. I would never, ever in a million years recommend someone get married without premarital coaching or premarital counseling. This episode is going to give you some information as to why I believe that. But more importantly, I want you to start to think about this very question. Would you make a large investment, a large purchase without doing your due diligence? Like who would buy a million dollar home and not get a home inspection and not have it appraised and not find out whatever tax records you can find or whatever records about the home? Who wouldn't want to know who the builder was? Who wouldn't want to know what has happened in that home? Let's think about those of us who have bought vehicles. Buying a car can be a pretty significant investment depending on what kind of car you're buying. I remember when I bought my most recent car, I wanted to know everything about that car. It was a pre-owned car. I wanted to know who drove it. I wanted to know when they got the the car service. I wanted to know had it been in any accidents. I wanted to know the, the full history of that car because I was going to be driving it and I want it to be as safe as possible. And it's so interesting to me that couples don't approach marriage thinking this way. Couples don't approach marriage thinking, I want to know the full history of my new spouse. I want to know how they've been, quote, damaged in the past. I want to know who has driven them <laughs> or who who have they driven I want to know what ticks them. I want to know what problems might be lurking under the hood. I want to know how to actually get the best out of this person. Just like we would want to know, how can I get the best out of this vehicle? And so one of the things that I think we need to do is we need to kind of take a step back from the excitement of the engagement. I almost wish that instead of in traditional engagements, you know, where the guy will get on his knee and he'll ask the the woman, will you marry me? And she's not going to say no, right? Like, what are the percentages of people who actually say no when their boyfriend is down on his knee flashing a huge diamond ring at them? This is the way I think engagement should go. I think couples should talk about engagements behind closed doors before any jewelry is ever even looked at. Because when you start to throw in things like diamonds and jewels and that kind of money, to be honest, you guys, that can taint a person's perspective. I've seen it happen. I have seen people in really toxic, unhealthy relationships that are literally considering breaking up, but then they get surprised with a proposal and they say yes. Because they get caught up in the excitement and in the whirlwind and in the glamour of planning a wedding that they don't sit down and count the cost. Jesus says it like this in Luke chapter 14, verse 28. I'm reading from the message translation. Is there anyone here who planning to build a new house doesn't first sit down and count the cost so that you'll know if you can complete it? If you only get the foundation laid and then you run out of money, you're going to look pretty foolish. Everyone passing by will poke fun at you and say, he started something he couldn't finish. 
I think this is such a great scripture when we think about what planning a marriage, not a wedding, but what planning a marriage looks like. I always encourage people, count the cost. Marriage is a very expensive investment. You are literally joining your entire life to someone else's, and it should not be entered into lightly. As a matter of fact, our next series on the podcast is going to be marriage vows, and we're going to take the traditional marriage vows that people say flippantly and haphazardly all the time at weddings, and we're going to break them down and talk about the the actual depth of the meaning for each and every vow. But before we even get to the vows, we need to first count the cost and see, is this a price that I'm willing to pay with this particular person? Because a lot of people just want to be married. Can we just be real? Some people, they don't really care who they're marrying. I mean, of course, they want to like them and they have to be attracted to them. And and they've thought about those things on the surface. But if you really were to dig and find out what their real motivation is, some people just simply want to be married. They're tired of being alone. They're tired of struggling, maybe financially on their own. Maybe they have children and they don't want to continue to raise their children on their own. And so they just want to be married. And what will happen is they will throw caution to the wind. They will ignore every red flag, every warning sign. And they'll say something like, well, we love each other. Or it'll just work out. Or how hard can it be? And then they get married and they realize, oh, snaps. This is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And I am not one of those doom and gloom marriage coaches. You guys, you know, I love marriage. I celebrate marriage. I I believe that marriage should be the best relationship of your life. And I believe that you can be completely in love with your spouse and have a lot of fun, even if you've been married for decades. But I also understand, and I also always want people to know that you do not just appear, you don't just show up in marriages like that. You have to work for marriages like that. So let's talk a little bit about the importance of premarital counseling. I think if there's one word that I really want to stress throughout this entire episode, it's the word preparation. Before you get married, you have to prepare. You have to prepare yourself. You have to prepare your mind. You have to prepare a plan. If there's another word, it's similar to preparation. It's planning. Think about how much planning goes into the average wedding. Like most weddings take a good solid year to plan. You have to hire videographers, photographers, makeup people. You've got to buy a dress. The guy has to find the tuxedo. You have to find your attendance. Who do you want to be in your wedding? Then you have to think of what are they going to wear and all the accessories that are going to go with that. You have to find a venue. Then you have to find a caterer. Then you have to find a DJ and everything in between. I'm probably leaving out several important components, but you get my point. There's so much planning that goes into a one-hour ceremony. Some people don't even have a full-hour ceremony, 15, 20-minute ceremony. There's all this planning, months and months and months of planning for one day. But yet, people won't spend eight weeks in premarital counseling, something that's going to help them to prepare for the actual marriage, not just the day. 
Or they'll say something like, I'll just go to my church and get some free counseling. Or we'll just read a marriage book. Or we'll watch something on YouTube. And really what that says to me is you're willing to invest tens of thousands of dollars and months and months into one day, but you're not willing to invest a small fraction of that money and a small fraction of that time into the actual event, which is going to be supposedly your lifelong relationship. It doesn't make sense when we think about it that way, does it? Why would a couple do that? I think there's lots of reasons. I think my friend kind of uh, pointed out one of the reasons, which is she just didn't want to open up the can of worms. It wasn't that she didn't think they were going to have problems. It wasn't that she didn't think that there might be some things that she should know about her new fiance. She just didn't want to deal with them. Why? Because if she sat down and dealt with them, it might mean she needs to give that ring back. It might mean that the fairy tale wedding that she was already planning might need to be put on hold or, God forbid, might not need to happen at all. And I think if we could learn how to be really honest with ourselves, we will save ourselves so much grief and heartache on the long run. So just like I said in my example about the car and how you would want to find out everything you could about the car, you would want to read the fine print, right? You should definitely want to read the fine print with this person that you're about to join your entire life with. Before Sean and I got married, we actually went to two different counselors. One of them was Sean's childhood pastor, and the other was a good friend of mine. Her dad happened to be a marriage counselor, and I had grown up, you know, kind of in their household, if you will, and I just had so much respect for him. And so I knew that, you know, we we were going to go to Sean's pastor because that was kind of one of the requirements for him to marry us, but I also knew that I wanted somebody who— no disrespect to the pastor, but who really had some real experience and wisdom and knowledge in marriage, not just spiritual matters. And let me tell you, I am both a marriage coach and a pastor. And so I can I can say there are pastors who are very well-intended, and they can really give you a lot of help with the spiritual implications of marriage. They've got a great theology of what marriage should be and how it should look like, but not every pastor is a, quote, marriage counselor, okay? And not every marriage coach will give you the the spiritual implications. And so I think if you can find someone, and this is not any kind of like... um plug for myself or my services. I'm literally giving you guys the truth and I'm really wanting to drive this point home because it's so important that the person that you choose, that if you're a Christian, yes, I believe that you should go to a Christian counselor or a Christian coach, but you also need to go to someone who is doing the work of learning and teaching and is in spaces with other professionals who will say, these are the things that you need to work on. Here is the plan. Again, there's that word to help you to prepare for this marriage that you're going to be in. 
And so in our situation, Sean and I actually kind of had the best of both worlds. We had a great pastor who was able to really share with us, like, this is what the word of God says about marriage. This is how God looks at marriage. I mean, he put the fear of God in us. Thank God. And we were 18 and 21 and we needed that. We needed somebody to be like, we're not playing games here. This is not about you wearing your cute dress and your nice tux. This is so much more than that. And he definitely brought the heat, okay, with that. But we also needed that marriage counselor, my friend's dad, who was able to say, this is how you communicate. These are some skills that you need in order to work on your budget. Like we needed that too. And so find somebody, or again, if you're listening to this podcast on behalf of someone, encourage them to find somebody who's going to be able to give them the best of both worlds, or maybe they just need to have two coaches. I do not think that anyone should spare any kind of money when it comes to who you choose for your premarital coach. Again, if you're willing to to drop five G's on a videographer or on a photographer, you need to take that same energy into who is going to sit with us and uncover these things that we can't see or that we don't want to see? Who is going to coach us into, again, the most important part of this relationship, which is not the wedding, but the marriage? Ladies, guess what? I'm super excited to announce to you my new group coaching class called Wife Life. That's right. This group coaching class is going to be for wives and soon-to-be wives, women who are engaged to be married, who want to go deeper in their relationships with their husbands and deeper in their relationships with one another. You guys, I have been in several group coaching classes, and if I can give you a little secret, you not only glean from the wisdom of the main coach, which is me, but you are also going to glean from the wisdom and the stories and the encouragement and the support of each other. I want to encourage those of you who, for whatever reason, haven't been able to get started with individual coaching or even relationship coaching. Group coaching is going to blow your socks off. You are going to be so glad that you are a part of this initial class. I cannot wait to see you in this session. So here's the deal. For more information and all the deets, head over to DanaShea.com forward slash wife life. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash wife life. I'm super excited about this session. You guys, we are going to go higher. We are going to be better wives and our husbands are going to be the happy recipients of everything that we're going to learn. So I will see you in the wife life class. Talk soon. All right. So let's talk about some of the reasons I was telling you about why people don't get counseling. And again, this is speculative. I'm not judging. I'm just saying these are the things that I have seen from my experience. These are the stories that I have heard when people get divorced. Okay. One is that they think that marriage is all about love. Well, if I just love him, if he just loves me, then love conquers all, right? I know that is super inspirational and we really want to believe that. But We know that's not true because millions of couples divorce every year who really loved and sometimes they even say they still love each other, but they're no longer married. Love is not enough. 
You can't just go into a marriage thinking, I just love this person, and so that's going to be good enough. Marriage is about love. Absolutely, you have to have love in order to have a healthy marriage. But marriage is also about commitment. It's about dedication. It's about humility. It's about forgiveness. It's about trust. It's about selflessness. It's about change. It's about growth. It's about being uncomfortable. It's about so much more than just love. And so, great, I'm glad that you love that person, but you need a lot more tools and the tool belt in order to make your marriage last. When you go through premarital counseling, your counselor or your coach, whatever you want to call it, when you go through some sort of marital preparation, that professional, that person is going to be able to tell you, these are some deficits that I see in your relationship right now. You all are having major problems with trust. That's a red flag. You should never marry someone that you can't trust. Maybe they might tell you, you all are having some major problems with conflict resolution. We just did an episode, episode 55, about how to get out of an argument. That would be a great episode for you to go back and listen to if you haven't already listened. Because arguments don't just resolve themselves. Conflict does not resolve itself. You need to know how to get out of those things. You need to know how to use that conflict in order to help your marriage to grow. That's something that a coach will be able to point out to you. That's a blind spot that some people have when they're thinking love conquers all and love is all we need. The second reason I think that some couples don't want to get premarital counseling is that they think that they genuinely will not face any big problems. Like there are people that say, well, I know that we're going to have like little problems. We're going to maybe argue over the finances or maybe we're going to argue over who cooks the meals or household responsibilities. But I don't really foresee us having any major problems. But here's the deal. Life is full of unexpected events. Maybe you all are not going to go through a season of infidelity, but maybe you might go through an unexpected season of infertility. And you have no idea how to process that because that was not on your radar. That was not in your wedding planner book. Infertility. No, of course not. Maybe you walk through a season of prolonged sickness, or maybe one spouse has an unexpected bout with mental illness. There are things that happen in life that we cannot control. We don't see them coming. They just happen. And we need to know how to deal with these issues before they happen. See, the time to start to plan on your your offensive attack is not when you're in the game. I tell my kids this all the time, and I'm ta- I always talk to them about life as like a game, right? The game of life. And I'm like, the time for you to prepare is not when you're in the game. The time for you to prepare is when you're in practice. Now, in their situation, I'm trying to teach them that as teenagers, you're practicing for your quote unquote life. You can't decide you're going to be this great, amazing person when you're 35 years old. No, it's all the planning and preparation as a teenager that gets to that point. And that was just a great little uh, free parenting tip there for you parents to help your kids, your teenage kids especially. But let's bring it back into marriage. You can't wait until you're five years into a marriage to think that now is the time to start planning for some catastrophic event that's going to happen. You need to be talking about that on the front end. It breaks my heart. 
And this is, again, why we're going to be doing the marriage vow series, because it breaks my heart when I hear of couples who divorce because one spouse got sick. I mean, y'all, we think that that's so heartless, but you would be surprised how often that happens. A wife gets cancer, her husband divorces her. A husband ends up being diagnosed with bipolar disorder and the wife leaves him. It happens all the time because no one was talking about this beforehand. And so it becomes too much. They can't deal with it. And so they feel like, you know what? We need to get out of this relationship. And so we have to go into marriage with our eyes wide open, understanding that sometimes things happen that are beyond our control and we need to be prepared for them as best as we can. And finally, I think that another reason that some couples forego premarital coaching is because they feel like their spouse will complete them. Again, earlier in the episode, I was saying that some people really don't necessarily want to get married to that particular person, per se. They just want to be married because they feel incomplete. They feel like there's some sort of void. There's something that they need to have fixed or filled, and this person is going to do it. And so this person completes them, right? Listen, if you're already married, you know this to be true. If you haven't yet gotten married, you will find out that your spouse cannot complete you. It's not possible. Now, I understand what people are getting at when they say that, right? Like, we're a team, we're we're a unit, and you make up for my deficits, and where you're strong, I'm weak, and when I'm weak, you're strong. Got it, get it, great. But you are a full, complete individual with or without your spouse. And this is what I like to tell women, shameless plug for the Wife Life class coming up, I like to tell women that, yes, we need to respect our husbands, and yes, you should honor your husbands, and thank God for our husbands, but you are a complete, whole individual with or without your husband. Your husband does not complete you. You are not some incomplete half of a person, and the same is true for men. Our spouses, that's, first of all, way too much pressure to put on another human being that you have to come and fill my voids. That's not the purpose of marriage. The purpose of marriage, actually, if you want to go back to the biblical purpose, it's two becoming one. Two whole people becoming one unit, unified, a united front, partners, equal partners. And so if you go into marriage thinking, my spouse is going to complete me, and so therefore, I don't really have to sit with a a third party because we're going to be able to figure this out on our own. It's us against the world, right? You don't want it to be us against the world. You want to be able to have wisdom on your side. You want someone who's objective to be able to look at you and say, these are some things that I'm noticing in your communication that might be problematic in the future. These are some stories, as I've listened to you talk about your families of origin, these are some stories that you all really might want to dig into a little bit deeper and find out where your trigger points are. Or maybe a good coach would say, I believe that this conversation here that we just had is a trigger point for you, and now we need to be aware of it so that we're not always being triggered. You're not just going to find that on a YouTube video. You're not just going to stumble upon that kind of knowledge on your own. And so I really want couples to take this seriously. 
In order for you to have a successful marriage, you have to have training. We know this to be true in every area of our lives. If you want to be a doctor, you can't just roll up in a hospital and be like, but my heart is good. I've got a good heart. I am a good person. I love to help people. I even know the Hippocratic Oath. No, that's not going to work. They're going to want some credentials. They're, want, they're going to want to know, where did you go to school? Who taught you? How did you do in school? What did you learn? Show us what you're capable of, right? If we know this to be true in our jobs or in the homes that we buy or in the cars that we drive or even where we choose to put our children in school, sometimes, y'all, we will go through interview after interview after interview with a daycare who's taking care of our two-year-old. Because we want to make sure that our two-year-old is protected, that they're safe, that they have the best possible environment so that they can thrive. How much more should you want that for your marriage? And so if you're an engaged couple listening to me today, you need to prioritize your premarital coaching. Put the wedding plans on pause. When I'm coaching My premarital couples, I will usually tell them, I want you all to take a break from planning. Now, I know that is like heresy to some wedding planners. Like, what? We can't put it on pause. We've got all these deposits and these dates and these timelines. I understand that. But what we need to do right now is we need to be focusing on the real issue at hand. If you don't want to completely pause the wedding plans, then you need to at least be able to devote all of your energy and attention to this premarital coaching while we're in it. And so I want to encourage all of you premarital couples and those of you who love them, if you right now are listening to this podcast and you know that your best friend is about to get married and you know that they are not receiving premarital counseling, I believe it is your responsibility and your duty as their friend to speak up and to say, I will be in your wedding, but I really need you guys to take a step back and really focus on your marriage, not just the wedding. That's being a good friend. That's being a good parent. That's being a good um, family member. That's being just a good person to be able to help couples to see the need for this. All right, y'all, I think I have beat the horse to death, revived him, and beat him to death again, okay? I hope that you realize how important this is to me. It's such a passion point for me. As a matter of fact, out of all the coaching that I do, I honestly think premarital coaching is probably my favorite because, and it's not because I want to break people up. I don't. I don't want to break people up. But I also do feel like this as a coach. If I can push on your relationship and it it falls apart, maybe it was a little too fragile in the beginning. And so if I'm pushing and couples are breaking up, well, it's not because I'm a bad coach. It's because maybe your marriage or your relationship, excuse me, wasn't strong enough. And so a good coach is going to push a little bit. They should. This is a huge decision with huge implications and huge ramifications down the line that don't just affect you. See, that's the other thing. And we're going to get into that in a future episode about people when they divorce and how it affects 
other people in their lives. And again, this is not to bring any shame to anyone who's been divorced or even in anyone who's thinking about divorce, but this is just to tell you and to hopefully shed some light on how important marriage really is. It's not something that we should enter into lightly. It's not something that should just be an afterthought after we've done all the fun planning for this fun big old party that we're going to have called a wedding. No, 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 no. It's so much deeper than that. So I am going to not beat the dead horse anymore, okay? But I hope that you all are challenged today. Let's build strong marriages. Let's build marriages that are going to last and let's do our due diligence. I just kind of gave you several teasers throughout the episode. We're going to get into this whole marriage vows series that I cannot wait to do. Super, super excited about that. Super excited about the guests that we're going to have coming up. And y'all pray for us as we continue this kitchen remodel. This thing is like, it's fun, but I've never worked this hard before in my life. Never, ever have I worked this hard before in my life. I'm not in construction. I'm like, what the world am I doing? But I also bring this upon myself because I think I can do all these things. So pray for your girl if you remember me. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I want to encourage you to be sure that you are sharing these podcast episodes. And if you've not already subscribed to the podcast, be sure to subscribe. And I would really appreciate it if you would give this podcast a review. Simple to do that on Apple Podcasts. So thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great week. Take care. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.